I'm George Foster. I love this team. The Mets are better than the Red Machine. I live to play, and that's my thing. This year we're gonna win the series ring. Play together, a team real tight. Don't mess with us, we're dynamite. Strawman Daryl is all the same. Call him Barry. What's in a name? Thank you, George. You're a classy guy with your black back. You know we sure rely. You might. <laughs> Welcome back to Behind the Player. This is episode five. It's me, your host, Joshua Ahern. Yeah, it's also me, your other host, Brezza Campo. Uh, we'd like to welcome a special guest to the studio, uh, roving correspondent Sorcha Albuquerque. Say hi. Hi, guys. Yeah, it's really good to be here. Thanks welcome. for having me on the show. Welcome. It's a pleasure. You might notice a, a slight change in um, Brian's voice. I think um, he's, he's doing uh, Aussie Patriot Week, isn't that right? That's right, but my accent's also changed because I've been paying more and more attention to Aussie sports over the last couple of weeks. And it's, uh, it's proven to be a massive influence on the accent. Blimey. So you saw the footy then? What's that? So you saw the footy then? Yeah, yeah, mate. I saw the footy. I saw lots uh, of cricket, uh, the AFL, uh, Sorry, rugby what? union. The what? The what? Sorry. The AFL. The Eiffel Tower. The Eiffel You have to excuse me. I've that. also been spending a lot of time in Broome, and the accent there is slightly different than the one the a- in uh, the, the, Sydney. A- the AFL. I thought he was saying Italian football. No, no, no. no. We, can, we can talk about the Italian football league later if you'd like. No, I, I think we um, should never talk about that. No, why not? Because it's garbage. Okay, well, I, I believe that Italian football is just as worthy as any other football. No, I believe that too. Purely because. I was just testing Purely you. because. It's for the sport. Yeah, well, you passed the test. That was That's a right. test and you passed it. So, um, the first thing that we have to talk about, it's quite obvious, um, you'd have to be living under a rock not to know this. Uh, we went viral after our episode last week. Um, things just really blew up for us. Um, as a result, we will be expecting to have a lot more plays and downloads and subscribers and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I haven't spoken to you about it yet, Brian, but um, I just want to assure all the people out there that this success is not going to go to our heads and we are not going to change because of this. No, we're going to stick straight to the facts and the sport and we're going to be doing it for the love of the sport itself and for the audience. So you're welcome. I, I think the interjection of Brian, the, the accent, I think that's what really pushed the... Um, you know, it's just, it gained you some fans, I think. And, and retains and think, my, my integrity and uh, retains part of my, my integrity and uh, my dedication to my fans and the sport itself. So will this be an ongoing sort of thing? You, I guess you'll have to... Well, look, I, I don't want to uh, predict anything. My, my accents come from being so exposed to Australian sports over the last few weeks that uh, it's just happened... Uh, whereas if I spend more time perhaps in Italy or in uh, Germany, my accent might change. But, you know, it's, it's, it, doesn't change, uh, it doesn't change my belief in all sports and in me fans. Just for the fun of it, could you maybe do a sort of Italian accent on top of the Australian? Well, I can't help me Australian accent, so 
Pardon? We can only try. I can't help me Italian accent. I just saw it. Uh, Wait, me, me Australian accent, pardon me. I think what Sorge is asking is if you could now, with your change... Add an Italian accent yeah, on top sort of, of layer it with, with... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I reckon I could. Uh, I like me spaghetti. Would you like some rivioli? <laughs> that's that's really good. Um, yeah, thanks for that, Brian. Anytime. Yeah, so thank you. So you know, yeah, there's that thing where you get sort of a lot of mainstream success, and it changes the artists. But um, Brian and I have already had a lot of success in our lives. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, as I've said before, we, we're, we are your favourite sports podcaster's favourite sports podcast. Look, I think looking at Brian now, there's nothing more genuine, really. Um, I'll appreciate the compliment. Thank yeah. you very much, Sasha. You too, Josh. Oh, thank you. And um, we're, we're very happy to have uh, our special guest, uh, roving sports correspondent, uh, Sasha, with us today. Have you have you got sort of a little anecdote that can in- introduce your love of sport to the to the listeners today? I mean, my love of sport began in the womb, I guess. Mm. My mother was a professional gymnast, and she competed up till I was actually born on a a, a gym mat in in the middle of a competition. So was that you? My, I remember that reading about that. The news. She, she finished a, a routine and bounced up and the, I think the, the bounce is what, what spurred the, um, the birth. So, I mean, there's footage of it if, um, yeah, on YouTube I've, and I've if you it. it's spectacular. go on the internet. I remember reading about that. That was actually the start of a new move called the double delivery. Right? That's right. That, yeah, is, that was the inspiration. Right. That mm. was the inspiration. An so, important yeah. moment in sports. She um, continued with the routine and ended up winning a gold medal at the uh, Le- Lebanon Olympics in 1990. So, Phenomenal. yeah. Phenomenal anyway, that's, that's my, my intro. It's and uh, you're a bit of a sports, sport, sporter yourself. Of course, yes. Yeah, tell us, tell us about uh, the sport that you play the most. The sport that I play? Um... Look, I started off naturally with gymnastics and then it moved to water polo. Usually that's, you know, the way it goes. Was so it based on your, your comfort in water? That's right. I think it was, yeah, I mean, based on what I just told you, I think the, the, the water obviously present at the birth um, and and the, the, gym, the gym scene, you know, it, all together, I... That's it's, yeah. It's Slipping and to... sliding around. Yeah. I moved to ice skating after my water polo um, sort of trickled off. Is it uh, true? So sorry to interrupt. No worries, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I've heard some rumours about Sorsha, and uh, I've been told that because of your love of water sports, uh, you demand that not only your swimming pool be uh, filled with warm water. But uh, also the ice rink be kept right. warm. Is that is that correct? Put the warm water on the ice rink. That's correct. I prefer to. That's correct. Yeah, I prefer to skate in a um, sort of semi 
a what's the word? Yeah, a, a rapidly melting. A rapidly melting environment. Well, that adds a That's, lot of drama to the performance. Well, it does. Yeah, uh, and if someone's you know shouting obscenities from the 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 stand, I'll just flick them with some water and um, you know get them get away. Locker, you, locker, you know, sports bukkake. Yeah, that's right. That's right, exactly. Yes, the, the photo of the moves. Now, the reason that, um, Sorcha, you came to our attention is, um, you know, you, you started this sort of uh, extreme league of um, melt, melt skating. Right. Um, <clears throat> which is where, uh, you know, originally it was um, quite a daredevil situation where you have a, a, a melting lake um, mm-hmm. and you are skating... <laughs> You're skating over the top of it, and um, you sort of have heat lamps that are stationed all around the outside of the exactly right. of the lake, and um, you know you you sort of start to melt that surface, yes. and, and at any point you could sort of fall in right. and, and drown, and it only takes a few seconds to. Um, I mean, I, I've definitely had some near death experiences um, experimenting as I was developing that concept. Um, is, is was that because I mean, did, did you find? Um, just your standard sort of ice skating to be to be a bit stale. Just a bit know? stale. I'm I'm always thinking of fresh new ideas. So you know this this just my love of water sports, my love of gymnastics. It just seems like the the natural thing to do, the natural progression to create a sport that involved both of those things. Um, and I really yeah. Well, yeah. You, you you know you've got your your Tonya Hardings of the. Um, of the world who That's sort of right. bring you know she's she's most known for bringing a, a real element of danger to the the sport of ice skating right. well when it comes to uh, to melting lake skating uh, we have none other than uh, Drusilla Wyndham Drusilla Wyndham you've been, yes you've been competing yep. with yep. Uh, tell us a little bit about your relationship competitively with Drusilla I've heard that uh, on ice it's rather tense but off ice you guys are happy to share beer Look, we're actually in a relationship, so yeah, I think okay. um, the Is this tension... an exclusive? Is this a behind-the-player exclusive? I believe it is. Does anyone know about this? No. Well, ladies and gentlemen, does, here we does have... Does she know? Drusilla and Saoirse, together forever. Look, she might... In my mind, I have that relationship with her, and um, she, she might not know... Mm exactly the extent of how I feel about her but I guess yeah it's I mean we're it's a, it's a bit of a t- tense time I guess because yeah we, we haven't necessarily had that conversation she might not know but well relationships are a two-way street and um, you know you can never really know somebody like that well you know, that's, that's sort of what I've found is, um, you know, one minute it's like, okay, well, we're competitors in a sport, and the next minute it's like, well, I'm going to break your leg. Mm. You know what I mean? It's that's like, exactly. it can that's happen. Right. That's right. It can and happen to anyone. And to love honest, is a sport in itself, really. Mm. My the number one love is, is the skating. So, you know, whoever might come into my life, um, the only one I can really truly rely on is 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 the skating your number one love is skating and your number two sport is love and uh 
I respect that. Thank you. I really, you know, it, it takes sort of real guts to have those principles. And I think, um, you know, I wish you all the best on your um, melt skate endeavours. Yeah, you know, let's, let's sort of find some more ways to make sport sort of dangerous and, and interesting. Trying to pave the way. Hmm. Trying right. to melt the way. Uh, so, what do we got in uh, in terms of the news this week, Josh? Uh, yeah, well, a fair a fair amount of news. You know, California is where I'm from, but for New York, I hit home runs. Power and speed, you know we got. We're the beast of the east. When you're hot, you're hot. When the white is in the groove, there's no doubt. Next word you'll hear, three strikes you're out. Um, you had uh, Bradley Wellington. Now, you both know this story. Of course. But um, yeah. for the listeners out there, uh, Bradley Wellington is our number one um, uh, ABLFL uh, athlete here in Australia. Incredible player. And um, <clears throat> that basically just means that he's good at all forms of rugby. Uh, he is. He excels um, at every kind of rugby that there is, and can just switch from one league to another, which basically makes him the perfect Australian up until now. Yeah, let's let's talk about the controversy last week. Well, the the main controversy is that um, you know he he bashed three separate people in three different pubs. Um, now, previously, this wouldn't have been an issue. In fact you know, go back far enough, like two or three years, he would have been sort of celebrated as the uh, ultimate Australian hero if he wasn't already. That's right. But now you've got this sort of, you know, strain of sort of political correctness and it's all like, should we really have our heroes be sort of bashers and and all this kind of stuff? And it sort of muddied up the the discourse a bit. That's right. so of course I, I I came out swinging in an op-ed in the um, in the Daily Herald um, in full defence of Bradley and predictably I've been attacked from all corners. Well, they have uh, all been paying attention to the news and the president of the LLBL QPF uh, Shapiro Shapiro the uh, third has come out saying that perhaps uh, a new uh, rule should be put in uh, the Wellington rule which says that if you, uh, the amount of people that you punch up in a pub, you should have three teams. For example, he punched three people. Three teams should have a go at, at uh, the player. So he's suggesting that this time Bradley Wellington should have three teams, uh, opposing teams, take their turns at, uh, at punching up Bradley, which I think is a bit too strong of a punishment. But, you know, sport is sport and we must respect the love. And he did not love sport, clearly. Otherwise, he wouldn't have done that. It's not a gentlemanly thing to do. Well, that's quite a that's quite a claim to make, Brian. Because I think um, if you respect the sport of punching on, then you would have no option but to do that. You know. Um, but look, my main issue with um, what Shapiro said is, and you've sort of gone and filled in the blanks here, but all he said was "have a go." He didn't actually say that the teams would. Bash, but frankly, no, just have frankly, a go. Josh. What does have a go? We know, we know what he means. I mean, do we? We know in Broome that have a go means you're going to get whooped. 
Yeah, that, that's what it means. That's, in that's how we say it in the pub in Broome. Yeah. In Broome, that's what it means. In Parks, it means something else altogether. Yes, but we can forget about Parks. Why would we forget about Parks? It's because a, it's a fantastic their love of Elvis kind of uh, uh, um, makes sports rather irrelevant in Parks. And I'm not into that. I mean, everybody loves Elvis, but let's focus on the sport. What I'd say to you is you're, you're abandoning those diehards sports fans who, who are in parks. They need our help more than anyone else. Well, I think they should move out. I think maybe we should get a bus out there, uh, courtesy of Behind the Player, pick up those sports fanatics and bring them back to Sydney. To Sydney? Sure. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to start a GoFundMe campaign. We're going to get a bus out there to parks and... Um, pick yeah. up the fans. Look, anyone there who lives in parks, who wants to register on our database, as a true blue Aussie sports fan, we are here for you, and we will, we will rescue you, and we will get you out of that, you know, horrible science Elvis-worshipping town. That's right. I mean, if, you, if you're going to make a movie about parks, why is it going to be about some, like satellite dish full of science nerds that's right when there are so many great footy ovals in parks and I don't understand that usually Australians are uh, go for the underdog you know what I mean and uh, they've made two movies about parks the first one being about the dish and the second one being about a record collection that was found under a box and I think the Perhaps if we're going to support... It is the if, superior film. If we're going to support uh, the underdog here, there should be a documentary, at least, about the underdog, the sport lovers in parks. So, mm. um, yes, let's uh, let's propose, first of all, to have the GoFundMe... Uh, Field to, of Dreams. ...to get a bus. Mm. Field Another of Dreams. Another great film. Field of Dreams 2. It's relevant. That'll yeah. be the, the movie about parks. But look, going back to Shapiro Shapiro and his sort of vague statement... You know, he says, have a go. And my first thought was the parks meeting. And he's saying, are you, are you trying to say that you're going to get a whole team of, you know, strapping muscular men who are going to try and sort of force themselves onto this this poor fellow? I mean, cause well, to me, that's what punishment. he's proposing. If you don't want 500 people to beat you up, maybe you shouldn't go around punching people in the pub. It's for the love of sports, for the love of cricket. Look, I'm not talking about punching. I'm saying the park's meaning of have a go is to try and have sex with, right? And I think that's the punishment he's actually proposing. He's saying Ah, if you go to a pub and somebody looks at your missus the wrong way and you, according to the old justice ways of righteousness, you know, you, you smash that fucker. Well, can you imagine... Three teams of people having a go sexually at uh, Brad Wellington. I think uh, he'd be he'd feel rather used by the end. But we can say that he'd never be constipated again, which is in some ways good. Well, perhaps constipated for life. Or Depends which way you look at life. it. Really, constipation is um, uh, actually a, a useful trait which we have evolved mm. evolutionarily and you, yeah. you can't get rid of constipation without serious problems well often I mean if after <laughs> how, who's this, what's going to happen if he develops a fistula for example you know what I mean what, what if 500 you know Randy um, football men have their way with Bradley and then he's you know like what's going to happen to his passengers it seems wrong 
I don't think this is a good application of um, sporting justice in Australia. Well, I mean, there could be some benefits here. So I've heard that Bradley is quite into water sports himself, as you'd know, Sasha. Right. From uh, from having I'm worked with him, Bradley, yeah. but um, I've heard that deep sea divers uh, tend to constipate themselves on purpose because it helps them uh, uh, sink uh, deeper, like a like a big heavy uh, stool. Mm-hmm. Yep. So perhaps if uh, the five hundred sportsmen and Randy sportsmen have their go with Bradley, he could get into deep sea diving. <laughs> I mean, it's not uncommon for you know a sports person. To, to, to switch sport That's and right. I'm sure he would excel in that um, as well I can't see why not and he's, he's one of the greatest sports people to ever play absolutely I mean look if you can't eat any food without immediately shitting it out I don't see that he's got a bright future in, in many sports to be honest well deep sea diving's his option right yeah I don't know I, I look. I don't think this is justified at all. I mean, if, even if it was um, your interpretation of Shapira's uh, ruling, where he just gets like beaten up, I mean, I guess that sort of matches the crime a bit more. But yeah. what about bring back the Biff? You know, I mean, isn't this supposed to be the the happy-go-lucky country where <clears throat> you know we're all sort of pretending to be? really laid back but there's this undercurrent of serious violence and and resentment that sort of goes underneath everything and so we sort of lash out violently at each other and that's part of the Australian fabric and way of life like what's wrong with that right I see what you're saying you know I mean what what's your what's your response Sasha like if if you're in the pub and you see people punching on what's what's the first thing that comes to your mind I mean I'll watch and enjoy it but at the end of the day a little part of me thinks that's wrong but it's a sport mm, it is and that's clear you know um, what about if you don't mind me asking the incident in 1986 of uh, Biffy McClinky getting in a fight he was a famous boxer at the time uh, one of the most famous boxers American boxer who came to Australia and he uh, got in a punch-up at the local pub in uh, down in Waterloo. And uh, being a boxer, he, he got in trouble for, for punching on. But being a boxer, I think, potentially could be excused as practice that right. he was fighting in the pub. So perhaps it's appropriate in some ways. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's... it's um, I think, you know, it is all about context. I think a pub really isn't... Uh, you know, to, to be considered practice, I guess it has to have similar factors to a real-life playing situation, the context of a pub, really. You know, you're, yeah, it's not the ring. It's not, it's not a gym. It's, uh, it's a place of leisure and um, fun. So you're, you're... And I think if everyone's not having fun, uh, you know, if there's one party who is clearly relishing in it's more than the other, then maybe that's wrong. So you're, you're approaching sports as this thing that can be just sort of walled off to, to different parts of life, but our whole philosophy here is, is that sports is everywhere and everything everywhere. is sports. I understand, yeah. So, mm. I mean, 
I can see what you're saying, but at the same time, it's like if you're not trying to make a sport out of everything that you do, yes, then what what's the use? You're not re- you're really not living it, are you? No. And we- if it's your life, if it if it genuinely is your passion and your life, and you know your being, then you're right. We talked about this last week, you know. Um, everything, every effort should be made to ensure that you make the most amount of points. Hello. G'day. Ah, well, isn't it Meg Panucci coming in? <laughs> She's Meg Panucci, ladies and gentlemen, has just walked into the studio. If you have also any thoughts as about TG the uh, McWagon. hi. If you have any thoughts about uh, the punch up with Biffy McClinky. Feel free to phone in to 02-88-99-988 and let us know what you think. Twice my name, what can I say? You know they call me Dr. K. Change up fastball slider and curve. Step up to the plate if you got the nerve. Teams real hot. Stand up proud. Do the wave. Shout out loud. Get mesmerized, get mesmerized. All right, yeah, I like it. Get mesmerized. So Tinky, what was your what was your first passion um, in the sporting realm? Corks. 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 Is Ladies that a sport? And I'm not familiar with. No, no, I've heard of the sport of corks. It's a little known sport, but it's it's quite quite yeah. a, a vigorous game to Bobbers. watch. So Meg. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, is uh, has been known to be a rather vocal uh, person when it comes to the world of sports. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your background, Meg? Um, I just I just really like them. Sports, balls, balls, yes. bats, yes indeed, rackets, yes indeed. Look, we're always and trying shoes. to get the uh, we're we're always trying to get the the input of the person on the street here, and. Um, you know, usually we're just sort of surrounded by sports expertise at all times, and it's sort of refreshing to just hear from somebody who just enjoys the sport That's for right. what it is. That's right. And you I know, heard um, you were involved today in the competitive world of spewing, is that correct? <laughs> yeah, I, I saw a dog shit. That's right. And how far did you project all spew? It was pretty far. Like, can yeah, in terms of metres. Yeah, we need a metre. 40. 40 metres, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, we have a new world record. <laughs> Congratulations to Miss Meg Peducci for 40 metre spew this afternoon. Well, well hang on, we're, we're going to need video confirmation, but if this is we true, it. it is massive. Um, what what was the material and what was the accelerant? Um, the material? Do you mean that came out of me? Or? We, we spoke last week about uh, competitive hurling and... Um, uh, basically, when you are competitive hurling, you need a material, and yes, that is the main content of the stream. And you also need an accelerant, which is something which uh, induces the, the action. That's right, That's right, yeah. The material was red wine and a hot fudge sundae from McDonald's. That's, strong, that's, strong. That's a very competitive mix. Indeed, yeah. Yep, yeah, just a small sundae. And what was your technique? I've heard of the small mouth, which, which pushes it just a bit further, the same way that uh, you put your finger over a house. So, were you using the small mouth or were you using the, uh, no, the open the, mouth the, reflex? The, the lion, the roar. The roar, the very roar. good, roar. very good. Yeah. 40 metres, I cannot believe that's, it. This that's is incredible. A full, it's a full embouchure too. That's, <sighs> uh, I feel so excited, I'm not going to sleep tonight. And the, the accelerant was a, um, it was a, I saw a, a shit 
prefer- probably from a dog. So you so you wolfed that down and no 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 I didn't eat it. I just I looked at it for about five seconds and I saw a, a fly crawl on it, and it just got me going. Wow, this is a it's a real mental game we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah. And tell us about your competitor, Meg uh, Pullman McKinsley. Mm. Yeah, mm. what do you think of uh, his his delivery and his uh, his method? Soft. 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 Uh, that's yeah. incredible. I mean, a lot of people in the wide world of sports and a lot of our listeners here at uh, Behind the Player would possibly argue that uh, Pullman is a rather strong player and a, 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 a fierce competitor to you. It's, it's not a, a popular opinion, I'll, I'll admit. But, um, you know, I just I think that in terms of his, his grace and his delivery... Um, I think there are much better contenders in, hmm. in the field. Look, what, what you're hearing here is, uh, you know, a great carried-on uh, tradition of braggadocio. This is, uh, you know, how, like, Mike Tyson says, I'm going to eat your kids, all that kind well, of stuff. Well, this is the reverse here. I'm going to spew your kids. <laughs> <laughs> we've, got, we've got some competition here. Meg, are you willing to go uh, uh, face-to-face with Pullman next week? Definitely. Oh, I'm ready Can't to see wait. This. Great stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, next week, 3 p.m., Meg Panucci versus Pullman McKinsley in the World Series of Spewing. I feel like, you know, with the, with the intense uh, messages that have gone back and forth, there's, there's going to be a lot of tension on the field. There's going to be a, uh, <clears throat> you know, there's no love lost between these competitors, as, as you just heard. Um, some strong denunciations. <clears throat> uh, you know, this is not going to be one to miss. And we're, we're going to keep you uh, informed of every development. Great stuff. Great and, stuff. And furthermore, I, I, this, this new sort of um, mental technique where you don't even consume the accelerant, you just sort of look at something disgusting and that sort of inspires... You know, I feel like that's a, that might just be the edge that uh, Panucci needs to, to push her over the competition. What are you going to use on the day, mate? Just a pile of dog shit? <laughs> it's tried and true. Um, you know, maybe, look, you know, to really, really amp it up a little, I think, you know, a nice combination of um, some, <laughs> some custard and, and vodka and maybe some human shit. Mm. Oh, human, yeah. human feces. I mean, there is a, a world shitting contest as well. That, I mean, that could it's, have been... It's world renowned. It's been around since That could have been the remnants of, you know, that, that could have been what you, you saw. I think there was a contest being held in, what was it, Enmore Park that you that you walked walked through and had the experience? Oh, it was a, park, it was a park in Glebe. Oh, it was a park in Glebe. Yeah. Okay, well, it could have, you know, it could have been moved this year, but... But yeah. I, think, I think maybe a, yeah, a human faeces with maybe some hair in it yeah. and a couple yeah. of teeth... Yeah. We're, We're definitely yeah. uh, seeing a theme emerge here. You know, the, the material is sort of a mixture of um, alcoholic um, spirits and a dairy of some mm-hmm. kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, su- um, a sweet dessert, yes. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Excellent. well, it, it'll be interesting. I mean, let's, let's see how the competition reacts to this. I mean, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if she rocks up with a sort of truckload of horse manure that's mm. covered in march flies, you know, yeah. just sort of... That's right. I mean, this is the danger about, you know, talking about your techniques on such a mm. sort of well-known and widely circulated show as this, because, 
you know, it could happen. But thank you for, for, for being honest about your approach. Um, it's very important. I, I did have one question, sort of related and not very much sports related. I was thinking about it the other day. If you created a human centipede and you fed it corn and only corn, would the corn come out looking the same in the end? How many uh, how many centi- how many pieces in the centipede? Pieces. Oh, I say five. Five bodies. Five bodies. Well, no. After I mean, at the end of that's going to be very different. You know, but mm. everyone knows. I mean, I mean, the I acid. mean, we learnt from the sport of sport of excreting. Uh, uh, the wild world, the wild world, the defecation. Mm. The, the corn always comes out looking the same, and some people have used it uh, to display. So um, I've heard of one player, John Alande, who ate just enough corn to be able to make a sunshine on the ground, mm. and he, that gained him quite a few points. Yeah. So yeah, let's say it had three well. bodies, I mean, could you factor, still make a sunshine? That's a factor that the judges, you know, consider. Creative, creativity, and making a making I'll, I'll go to you first, bro. How I'm many ready late on me, bro. Right. How many points have you made in the last week? How many points have I made? Uh, let's see. Um, starting on Monday. Okay, Monday. Uh, I reckon Monday in the morning I made about two points. And then in the afternoon I kind of got my game up. Got to six. That was eight. Then Tuesday I had a day off because I was just tired of sporting all the time. Wednesday I, got back to it. Wednesday I got back to it and I made 16 that day, which is very good. Uh, 8 plus 16, it gives us the 24. Thursday I uh, had uh, 20 points, which was very good because I got uh, a very good uh, run on and I was warmed up. And uh, I decided on Friday to give a few points away to my fellow player, McGinley Kuxma. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the, the Greek legend. The Greek legend. Because uh, I knew that he needed it, needed it. And there's nothing more gentlemanly in sports than uh, than, than sharing, right? And, the, and, than McGinley, really. Uh, he deserves it. So I was down to back to 20 points at that point. Uh, and that, just saying that, gave me double my points. So I'm back to 40. On Saturday, I gained another five points because I had to play with my kid who... Coincidentally, for listeners now, now I actually named my kid Brad Wellington before the shocking incident and last week. And, and it's a, it's your daughter, right? It's I'm my sorry. daughter, yeah. But anyway, so I'm getting five points. I'm at 45. And Wait, so today does this is mean Sunday. You, does this mean you had a victory in the family court? Because uh, I thought you weren't allowed to talk to those girls. It, it has been competitive. Uh, see, family court's a lot like sport. I agree. Right? And I see my wife. Uh, Jenny, as uh, as an opponent to me at the moment because she's well, trying to take away did. my right to name my daughter Bradley, and there's nothing wrong, nothing wrong with naming me daughter Bradley. Well, look, I think her her problem always was that you saw her as the opponent, and um, I think it. I mean, she's never been reasonable. You know, she's never understood that you're a sporting man first, 
and that <clears throat> everything has to be a competition. It's and such it a shame. Be. It's me dad that taught me that life is a sport. Mm. Treat it like a sport. Mm. What do you think about that? I'm in a 100% agreement. Love the game. Love the game. Absolutely. I mean, as Reginald Seabag said, hate the player, not the game. Mm, that's right. Um, I think those are really resounding words to everyone who, you know, who considers sport their life. And the game ultimately is life equal game. That's right. Now, uh, Does sport imitate life and does life imitate sport? There's the conundrum. Egg or the chicken? Yeah, that's right. That's uh, as as posed by um, as posed by Plato in his uh, you know opus, um, the bat and the ball. That's right. That's right. Now let's let's uh, allegory of the sport. Let's cut over to Sorcha. Uh, have you had any uh, any points in the last week? Any tell, points? Tell us about your points. I think I've had a few scores, um, a few home runs. Things are good. Uh, just give us some numbers. That's you know that's what it's all about. You you got to get some numbers up on the boards, like uh, you know, two points here. And f- Brian made forty points last week. You know? Forty five, thank you. Forty five. Sorry about it's quite that. Quite substantial. And I might make some points before the end of tonight. That's a lot of points because <clears throat> Brian, when he was a kid, only made like six like the whole time. I so think he's I'd come say, a long way. I'd probably say about forty five. I think, oh, I think right. We got a tie, ladies and gentlemen. I think, uh, Let's see if we can make some points before the end of the show. Yes. I think you've got your work cut out for you here. Because uh, Brian gets fired up, he gets that competitive spirit. I can feel a point coming up right now. We're going to draw. And I'm getting like a point so right fucking now. Ah, and it's a good one. Sorry, is there a bathroom here? <laughs> Uh, what about you, Meg? Have you have you had any points? Well, I, I just started today, um, and I got to sixty nine, and I just thought I'd stop there because it's a funny number. Nice, it's, you know, it's it's a great number. Nice. It's a fucking funny number. So. Look, I just remembered my, mine's more of a seventy, I think. Um, See, mine could have been, but I mean, well, yeah. So you've got to have fun yeah, with the game. Well, little known fact: Wayne Gretzky's first <coughs> sporting number was sixty nine. And he changed it later to 99 just for the fun of it, but 69 is a magical number. It is. Mm. Indeed. It's uh, also part of you? a series of uh, threes. Josh, how, and how three is a magical way? number. Well, uh, I'm, I'm sorry to be coming in under. I'm not particularly competitive. 12 points last week. 12 points. This is surprising. Um, but I'll tell you what, each one of those points... Um, you know, I was, I was happy to be sort of a humble little points owner last week. And um, sometimes you learn it's not the mm. points, it's the friends you make along the way. Absolutely. I mean, as Reginald Seabag says as well, be humble, not a grumble. Mm. So, you know, if you're happily just, just going along making 12 points a week, I think there's nothing wrong with that. And just be happy with That's with right. That. Isn't, uh, isn't the saying, be humble, not a grumble bumblebee? That is the extended version, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. That's what I yeah. heard as a child. That's, That's right. That's old school. Yeah. Right, I mean, okay. Rest in peace, Reginald. Mm. Rafael Santana is my name. Plain short and stop is my game. I'm a cool glove man. I'm real smooth. Been mesmerized. You've seen the groove. Pinch real hot. Stand up proud. Do the wave. Shout out loud. Mm. 
Anyway, on that note, uh, let's uh, bring it around to our um, sports film of the week review. You know, Brian and I are, <coughs> are fans of uh, movies, but only if they're about sports. How, how about you two? Are you, are you into films, that, that kind of thing? Yeah, I mean... I'm the same. It sort of has to be somewhat sport-related for me to enjoy it. Um, you know, classics like Field of Dreams and... Have you uh, seen Field of Dreams 2, The something. Revenge? Oh, no, I haven't. Is that nearly Brilliant. released? Brilliant film. Fantastic. I've got to see it. Is it at the cinema? No, nah, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But it's online. Oh, fantastic. Even better. Anyway, so... In, so that, in, that, in, in Field of Dreams 2, he doesn't build it and they come anyway. It's bloody amazing. Vengeful, shoeless Joe Jackson comes back to life to kick Gavin Costner's ass. It's amazing. It's amazing. Isn't that uh, Kevin Costner's who? It's in that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a deep cut. Um, okay, so the uh, the sports film that I'm sort of wanting to uh, bring to everyone's attention here is. Um, Jurassic Park, uh, Fallen Kingdom. Uh, I understand that you saw this film recently, Brian. I have. I have. I, I took the time to go to the cinema to watch it. I have to say, uh, it's one of the best films I've ever seen. Okay, now let's let's check in with uh, uh, Meg. Have you seen this film? Um, I haven't. I, I only watch films that are about sport and sharks. And they haven't actually made one yet, so I've yet to see them. You you might be surprised by this film. You might be surprised because there's definitely some aquatic beasts and there's a lot of sport. And they're they're competitive beasts. They're out to win. (laughs) 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 They're extremely competitive animals. Um, Have you seen this film? I haven't seen the film, no. I mean, the last film I saw was Mission Impossible. it's quite a sports film. Mm. Tom Cruise is Tom, Tom Cruise is consummate athlete. He is his running style is is a sport in itself. Very very fast. It's very fast. It's almost like uh, Tom Cruise's religion is sport. Yeah. In a way, mm-hmm. he's he's sort of not. He, he hasn't been very outspoken about what his religious views are, so you kind of have to assume that they're sports related. Well, actually, yeah. um, just to get into it a little bit. Um, science, the original name for science, and this changed back in the 1400s, was actually sports, which is why Tom Cruise joined Scientology, because he knew that it was actually sportology. That's how dedicated he is to the love of the game. Mm. Mm. I, Scientology, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with, I don't think he's ever spoken about um, his dedication to that religion. Is that right? I'm not okay. familiar. Maybe, maybe it's just a rumour that I, 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 I Yeah, I, that, that amazes me. I've seen no footage or evidence whatsoever that he's a part of that religion. Very private man. Yeah. But, uh, you know, now that it, we know that it's a sports religion, it makes sense. It does. That's right. So anyway, getting back to the uh, Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom, let's, let's get into it. It's a sports film in, in many different ways. And that will become uh, clear as you go through. Um, now, it, this is a sequel to Jurassic World, I believe. Did you? Did, who's seen that here? Uh, I have. I saw it in 3D. It was amazing. It was actually my favourite film before uh, this new one came out. You actually saw it in 4D because time is a dimension. Oh, 
<laughs> okay, now the uh, the previous film in the trilogy is, um, you know, from a certain perspective, it's quite remarkable. It's sort of, uh, you know, if if you if you sort of judge it as a surrealist film, it's it's quite um, amazing. Um, you know, mo- if you're the kind of person who looks at movies and says, "I hate it when, um, you know, screenplays make sense." And I hate it when there are elements that are raised and then dealt with later in the movie. Then, then that film was tailor-made for you because it, it was really brave in that it brought it, it introduced many different elements and then never dealt with them ever again. Um, but that's just like sports. Exactly. That's exactly like sports. You know. I mean, once you make a point in sports, that's it. You have to move forward into the future right. and make some more points. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the character Blue in, uh, in Jurassic Park. Okay. And I want to talk about uh, his unique technique when it comes to chasing. Uh, how do you feel about the way that he uh, manoeuvred himself on the field? Okay, so for those who haven't seen this uh, sports film, uh, the character Blue is a genetically engineered uh, dinosaur. He's a velociraptor. He's a velociraptor that the that has some bond with the main character. Where that's right. His couch. For some reason, yeah, coach. That's right. Um, and of course, you know, you might you may have a a sort of killer instinct on the field where you'll just um, you know smash anyone, um, but you won't attack your coach. You know, you, you, your coach is sort of off bounds, and in this way, that's the, right. The the man the man who trained the uh, raptor who's played by a, a sort of generic fellow named Chris, um, is sort of out of bounds. He doesn't... He never gets attacked. No, and that's the lesson to remember in life is that your couch is like your dad and your mum put into one as long as you got a good relationship with your mum and your dad. And there is something to be respected because Blue always treats the couch like a mum and a dad. And that's important to remember in the world of sports. Did you say the couch? I'd like, yeah. I, couch. I, I mean, I, I love my, yeah, my couch as well. I, I definitely see it that way. It's something to come home to and something comforting. After sports. Yeah, after sports. I, after sports. Couch. I'm actually sports talking about well. the couch. Oh, the coach. Couch, that's right. Mm. Blue's couch. Oh. Nah, you, you misrepre- misrepresenting me. I'm not talking about a, a couch being like a mom and a dad because... I don't sit on me mum and me dad. I don't know what you guys do. Well, I sit on my mum and dad and I lie on them sometimes. Do too, you? So I don't know what Well, this is an lie. interesting technique coming from Josh right here. Look, I think there's what a sport you, in that as well. Um, are you trying to say that this is... I well, have, I mean, I have you're some referencing... natural relationship with my mum or my You're dad. referencing the point, the, the sport of mummy-daddy sitting, uh, which was invented in Turkmenistan That's many right. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But that sport uh, was never really pursued in Australia. So let's talk about the dinosaurs in Australia and how they respected their couches. Mm. So basically, the the plot of this um, really amazing and very good movie is that for some reason, basically, if if you have a, an island where you create these like really dangerous animals that kill like heaps of people, 
the main thing that you want to do is keep attempting to make them again and again and again. Well, it's for the love of sports. That's right. Just because we have sports people dying as they do, we're not going to stop playing sports. We, we expect sports people to put their bodies on the line, and if, if that means that they have to expire every now and then, that's acceptable. It's just what happens. It's acceptable to me. Acceptable to me. Yeah, so, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, what, what's, your, what's your take on this? Um, do, do, you re- do you think that, you know, just, just because you've made some uh, dangerous beasts that sort of get out of control and, and kill everyone, are you, you going to stop there? No, never. You're never going to stop. Never stop. I mean, that's a, a motto. And you're a sports person. That's just um, the way you think, isn't it? It's never stop. You keep going. You um, just got to do it. Just do it. I mean, the, the famous... Uh, Adidas. Uh, Adidas slogan, just do it. Uh, I think that really... I thought it was don't do it. Ah. That's no... I think that's the off-brand. Just don't. No, Same that's, that's Fila. Oh, that's that's in reference like, to yeah. stop stopping watching sports. Stop, yeah, that's yeah. like because yeah. the ad is like uh, you know there's golf on the TV and the guy goes to turn it off and it says don't do it. Yeah, and he's sort of scared and sits down obediently in front of his television. That's right. That's right. Great ad. Well, ladies that. and gentlemen, I'd like to hear your thoughts on the on the matter, listeners of behind the player. Call in double eight double nine nine triple eight and leave a message uh, and let us know what you think. When they want a batter, filled with terror, they call on me, Rick Gagulera. Slider's hot, I'm on the mound. Cool control, I mow them down. I'm Kevin Mitchell, seasoned rook, studying all the moves. I'm ready to cook, I got it together, I'm ready to play. I'm up in the bigs, and I'm hoping to stay. I mean, let's talk about the 1973 World Series of breaststroking. I think um, that was a that was a topic that I wanted to bring up today. Oh, Keeping on the yes, water yes. theme. Uh, just to update Meg, I um, am a professional uh, water skater, which means uh, my style of skating uh, involves carrying hot lamps. Um, on each arm and skating around a rink as you would ordinarily do in a uh, ice skating rink but uh, you know with the presence of the hot lamps it it melts the ice slightly so as you know you're competing the ice is sort of half half melting when when this is done in Right, that's right. So so there's a Wellington boot um, named after the infamous bread Wellington. Right, exactly. Brian um so the way we skate is with a is with a standard Wellington boot and on the bottom of that is is the blade so that's sort of fashion I I made the prototypes for those um, back when I was designing the game and it, it seems to have taken off um uh, and and part of this skill is to try and keep your foot in the Wellington boot uh it, it's quite loose you know there's no sort of ties involved I think I think it's a whole skill in itself to, you know, it, it improves your balance yeah, and, yeah. Part of the sport. So we're really I developing, it. I think, um, ice skating in general as well as making a new sport. And this has seen a great uh, uptick in, in ratings and, and sort of viewer engagement because um, 
you know, there's sort of been a, an increase in sort of compound um, fractures and breakages and, and stuff like this. You know, this added element of danger in the game. Right. And, you know, it's a, it's sort of... What's a sport without danger? I think that's all part of it. Some people guys, might... I think. Yeah. yeah. Some people might think it's sort of sad and depressing, but um, that, you know, people are sort of attracted to the car crash, but... Look, if you're not up for it... Then out of the game, I'm sorry. Exactly. That's just my I motto. Agree. I agree, 100%. And for me, as, as an audience member of that particular sport, when I tune in and I see sort of some bone like sticking out of a knee, um, I'm pleased by that, you know, because to me it's like somebody's really gone out and put their put themselves into danger oh, to entertain me, and that's all I want. Did you know that uh, the joy of seeing a bone sticking out of a human body is where the term boner came from. I did know that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but some of our listeners might not have, so... And we're here to educate all of our listeners behind the player. Uh, So, so Uh, sorry, Yeah, yeah, I mean, mean, that's the footwear. Uh, As opposed to traditional ice skating where you, you know, the costume. I I think that really detracts from the skill that you're trying to present. So... We have our contestants skate naked with um, just the Wellington boots on. And I think that's, you know, you can see every angle, every every movement. There's nothing shielding. See how the body works. That's right. And if, you know, yeah. you, you're exposed to the elements, again, if you're physically not up for it, then, you know, I mean, it, it, it really cuts that. It, it, it raises the bar and we really only get... The cream of the crop, you know, um, representing uh, this this type of sport. I've heard heard as well that shrinkage actually uh, helps out in terms of wind resistance. That's right. Yeah. Yep. So I actually had a a penis um, surgically attached to me. And it shrinks. And it shrinks. And so that actually improves my my aerodynamics. Right. So it's attachable and detachable depending on, you know, if I'm training, I'm not going to wear the penis. You just insert it and leave a little bit sticking out. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. How interesting. Yeah, I remember uh, (coughs) a couple of months ago watching um, Mike Truck's now famous uh, performance on the ice where, um, you know, his penis was sort of sheared clean off. That's right. Um, That's right. I think he's recently changed his name to Michelle Trucks. Look, this is a problem that you're going to encounter if you don't have shrinkage in the cold. This this is something right. that, that affects a small number of men, but it's a serious problem where, um, you know, the penis is exposed and rather than protect itself and shrink back, it, um, it, it just stays the way that it is. And if that sort of combines with a bad accident, um, especially one where, as Mike did, you sort of topple forward and then um, sort of scrape for a mm. long sort of distance across the ice. Micro Mike is what we call him now. Yeah. So it's sort of added a bit of humour to the situation, to, <coughs> to the dark situation. And painful at the time, but, you know, it's really kind of improved. His, he's come out. He's, yeah, well, he's, he's cut out for it now. Yeah. Quite literally, he is cut out for it. Uh, all props go to Mike Truck um, for for sort of taking this um, decapitation of a sort. Here's uh, to my in, truck. In, uh, in good humour. And, um, you know, the other day uh, I saw him in the pub and I said, hey, Chota boy, 
and he took it really well. So props to him. Uh, can't be an easy thing to sort of go on uh, in life when sort of the the thing that sort of defines you in this hyper patriarchal culture has been sort of scraped across a, off, yeah. a freezing ice surface on yeah. live national television. But you know he goes on and. Um, we all go on after seeing that example. I mean, what actually happened, if it was a typical ice rink without uh, the water, so what happened was he, he fell, the, the scrapage happened, and the, the melted ice actually sort of formed a seal over the wound, which actually prevented any infection. And, you know, and so I think, again, you know, my, my style of um, uh, skating really really benefited him in that situation and that That's unfortunate right. as it was as unfortunate as it was you know it prevented any further injury well we've been uh, we've been very fortunate today to have uh two real pioneers of their respective sports here in the studio uh to talk to us thank you so much me panucci and sorcery albuquerque it's a pleasure pleasure and uh thank you brian um continue racking up points thank you very much and uh thank you josh you're welcome See you next time. I'm Team Tuffle, let me begin by saying I was once a twin. I made the move, it feels just right. I've been mesmerized, I see the light. My name is Hojo, I'm here to say, our team is going all the way. With pitching, power, speed, and style, results guaranteed to make you smile. You're mesmerized!